0: Welcome back to the Life After Bliss podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm John. And we are here. It's post-Christmas. Oh my goodness. How was your Christmas? What what happened this Christmas for you? You know, it came. We opened gifts. None for me, of course, because... Isn't
1: that weird? Did You know what? Honestly, when I was married, I got a lot of gifts. There was, there was like four or five underneath the tree for me all the time, and now it's just like... Uh, you know, here, Dad, here's here's a pair of socks. Yeah, you yeah know
0: socks. Here's a picture I drew here's of you, Dad. I love yeah. you.
1: And I'm not complaining. That's, that's wrong. Because, I mean, I love gifts from from my uh, daughter.
0: My kids draw like crap. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I could do without it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you throw it away. You probably throw it away. No, I treasure it for a day or two. We always said when they brought home stuff from school that we have a special filing cabinets for your special pieces of art. And then it went right into the trash can. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll do like a picture sometimes. I'll be like, let me take a picture of you with your art so we'll always remember it. Asked me how many times they've said, "Hey, Dad, can I see a picture of that with my art?" <laughs> Never, but it's there. It's on the cloud, man. Well, it's it's good to treasure special memories like that yeah, forever. <laughs> absolutely.
1: So yeah, Christmas is 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 gone. It's over, and now we're we're looking at a New Year 2020.
0: Oh man, 2020! Can you believe it? 20 years into this uh, new century.
1: Yeah, I remember back when we all were freaking out about Y2K and like everybody's storing up all their crap and wow 20 years post
0: yeah do you, you have rations
1: uh well actually you know what okay I found out I had a couple I had a good friend that rationed a ton of stuff and I was friends with them back in the mid2000s so like 2000 mid 2000 2005 2006 and the rations were all still there and they're like hey you can take this crap anytime you want just take it and like I I, I was kind of a little bit you know uh going through hard times i was like yeah sure and so i tried some old stuff that stuff does not
0: keep some of those things though do last for like decades i wonder like i want to look up when the expiration is maybe there'll be like a big boom in a couple years where like everybody's having to eat this crappy old food because it's about (laughs) to expire
1: (laughs) well yeah it's it's not worth it so okay in the new year we're going to talk about what are we talking about tonight?
0: Tonight we're talking about as we move into the new year where we find our value.
1: Yeah, and value, I mean it's it's a it's a tricky thing um because, you know, people find different value in us and we find value in ourselves and just that that word value, it can go a lot of different ways. And we can talk about monetary value, we can talk about emotional value or I don't know, any spiritual value maybe, all sorts of things. Yeah, and- so
0: and I do think it's a great time to assess as we go into the new year. A lot of people are doing some self-reflective work. Um, it can be a lonely, it can be a painful time. Yeah, are
1: you doing your self-reflective work alone or are you doing it with somebody else this year?
0: I'm doing it all alone. All John, alone. At least for today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good nice to know where you're at. I'm I'm doing my self-reflective work mostly alone, but partly with somebody else. So you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, whatever. We I'm, all
0: know the ongoing saga.
1: There's a saga there. There's a saga. But you know, I'll tell you what, if you buy if you buy tickets to Ben Folds in February, you have to stay at least in a relationship for at least two months. You know, if
0: you do this right, you buy tickets out a couple months, yeah, exactly. you Every can string along
1: forever. It's perfect. Yeah. It really is. But,
0: but you and I, you know, we, we're not the value masters. We have brought on a very special guest today. We do
1: have a special guest. My uh, good friend, um, his name is Jeff Koziatek, and he is an author. He's an entertainer. He's a speaker, and uh, he travels around the country. Um uh talking to people about lots of different things lots of different topics let me tell you how i got to know jeff um jeff was an entertainer a long time ago and still is a little bit today and uh i saw him performing at the local mall like i was at the like the local mall and it was a, it was kind of a a slow day and i was in the cafeteria of the mall and he was he was doing his juggling or something like that and i'd seen him around town a couple times so i had my eye on this guy and uh, and I would say we live in St. Louis. That sounds creepy, by the way. I had
0: my eye The whole on thing's guy. creepy. Yeah. The, whole,
1: the whole thing's creepy. Anyways, we live in St. Louis, and and I, I saw Jeff a couple times. I knew who he was, but I'd never talked to him before. And I walked up to him, and I said, Jeff... What does it look like? Wait, how does a guy like me become a friend with a guy like you? <laughs> that was my introduction line. And he's like, I don't know. That's so weird. Like, maybe we just exchanged phone numbers. And we did. That day we exchanged phone numbers. And that was like about a decade ago, maybe. That was was that a decade ago? Yes. <laughs> And, and was that a good decision, Jeff, or a bad decision?
2: I'm sorry, what? My, uh, my, my, head, my headphones weren't on.
1: <laughs> okay, never mind. He doesn't want to answer that question. Anyways, I've worked with Jeff, and I've been <coughs> friends with Jeff for a long time, and I've enjoyed his company. I've listened to him speak to, to corporations, uh-huh. and I've, I've followed his career as it's changed and, um, and it, how it's kind of morphed from one thing to another thing to another thing. And it's really good to
2: have you on the podcast today, Jeff. Thanks, John. Yeah. I really appreciate your friendship. And it's very nice to meet you, Thomas. Well, there you go. Go team. Go team.
1: So let's talk about value. Where do value we go Value from... is my jam. Is it your jam? <laughs> okay. So yes. tell me about how did, how did value become your jam? Like what, what's the backstory behind that? Like why is value your jam?
2: Well, value, so here's the thing. When I was a kid, uh, I picked up two messages. Uh, one was on purpose, right? It said, uh, find something you love to do and make that your job. I loved art and people. And so my parents were very supportive of theater and art and all of that stuff. Uh, which is great, but at the same time... I did also, they tell you you couldn't make money doing that, Did they, or did they support you, like, actually... No, no like, actually, actually, I found out about five years ago, uh, one of my friend's parents asked my mom, they're like, so how much longer are you going to entertain this theater thing for Jeff before <laughs> you tell him to get, a, like, a real job? And five years ago. Five years ago. Oh, well, no. I, and, and my mom said that she told her, like, we're going to support Jeff as long as he wants to do this, and when he changes his mind, then we'll support wherever he goes. I'm like, man, you could have... Next time, tell me that as a kid, because that would have been amazing. <laughs> so yeah, so that's my message to everybody else. Like if you if you're standing up for people, let them know. It's it feels good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but so, so so that was the one you got on purpose.
2: Yeah. So that was the the purposeful message. The one that I that was not on purpose was uh, my value came from what I did. So if I wasn't performing well at school or in sports or in theater or uh, in art or in writing. Uh, people didn't seem to really pay attention. They didn't seem to really care about me, unless I was on stage. So I put those two together and learned to perform literally on stage for my value. And so that led to uh, a 20-plus year career in entertainment. I was uh, I had a photography business, a video production business. Uh, we managed events. We did booking agency work. I performed as an actor and a voiceover artist, uh, did some juggling stuff and still walking all of that, but it was all to gain value and prove to people that I was worth their time. So when you came up to me in that mall and were like, How can we be friends? I'm like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody wants to do that. Or it might be because I'm standing here juggling. I didn't know at the nah,
1: time. No, I didn't want to become a juggler at the time. You just seemed like a really cool guy. I don't know. You seemed like a, just a, a guy I'd want to be friends with. I, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I never said that to anybody else before because that's not a really good line, honestly.
2: Fair enough, i'll I'll take that. But
1: the uh, so trying to doing those things out of a desire to find validation basically from other people, is it, yeah, value,
2: is it validation? Is that a good, healthy word to say in there, or is uh, that kind of it? I, I would say that all of that was affirming this this faulty belief system that my value came from what I did. And so uh, things got really out of control. I was doing more than three hundred and fifty shows every year. I was also I was also married and had kids. I'm still married and have kids. Congratulations on that, by Thank the way. Uh, it's a it's a <laughs> it's, it's a miracle. I love you, babe. Thanks. <laughs> um, uh, she's very patient with me. And along with that, you know, I'm I'm doing all the the production stuff. And so for me, I could not say no to anything, because if I said no to an opportunity, I was losing value. So I became a workaholic, and work was was my identity. And, um, and after a while, I think about four years, I had people pouring into me and saying, Jeff, you need to find focus. And I was like, I don't know how to find focus. My, my parents said, find something you love to do. I love everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find a way to make money at this or make money at that. Uh, and after four years of doing that, I was on a radio interview and in between takes, I was talking with the host about focus and he said, I could help you. I said, no you can't. He goes, I can help you in an hour. And I said, I've been working on this for four years. He goes, okay, give me two, two hours. <laughs> and I said, sure. I gave him two hours. I worked with uh, uh, the guy that would become my coach, Jeff Arthur, over at the Values Conversation. And within two hours, I had a whole new lens, a new framework to look at life. And not only that, but a new framework to look at myself. And Once that foundation shifted, I stopped looking for value outside of myself and what I was doing or in the circumstances I overcame, Um, and I started just standing on the fact that I had value. It's something I have to remind myself of every day because every day we get messages that say, you're not enough. You need the latest iPhone. You need shoes that look like this. You need hair. You need to look a certain way. You need to be with certain kind of people, And, and we get those messages all the time. It's really easy to believe that. But the reality is we have value apart from all of our successes, our mistakes, our circumstances. None of that defines us. It comes from who we are, but it does not define who we are. Let me tell you a story. I had a friend um, in uh, Kentucky.
1: He's a good friend of mine. And uh, he was playing a sport one time. It reminds me of what you're talking about. And uh, he was really big into sports. He was really big into guitar. And, and he was big into college ministry. And uh, he was playing ultimate frisbee. He's running through the field and he feels something on his leg and it finds he finds out he got stung or got bit by a brown recluse and um and and so his whole right side of his body goes paralyzed and and then they take him to the hospital and they're treating him and they treat him incorrectly and uh, i guess they got the wrong leg or something and then his left side of his body goes paralyzed and he's completely paralyzed what what you know he just has no movement and from there it took him about 6 months to a year to recover completely he did recover thank god but um, he said to me after all this, he said I found my value in my guitar playing abilities yeah. and in my in uh, in my sports abilities. And he said when those two things were taken away, he said I didn't know what to find value in anymore. I didn't have value as you know. He's like that was my identity, and my identity was taken away. Right. And that's what I think we all do in society. We find our value in our jobs, in our in our you know in our abilities. And um, maybe in the people that we're in relationship with. I mean, yeah. so many different places. And when that's taken away from us, you know, we're lost. We're completely lost. And it sounds like that that's what you... Well, it seems like you overachieved. And then you're like, you're reevaluating things now because you're like stuck in a place where you like have
2: so many things on your plate. Well, I really wanted to be worth people's time. I wanted people to want to wanna hang out with me. <laughs> and I thought that I had to earn that through what I was doing. Uh, a friend of mine lost her father a long time ago. He was a magician and he literally died on stage. And as a as a performer 15 years ago, I thought, wow, that's how I want to go out. <laughs> I want wow. to perform and drop on stage. That would be amazing. And now I'm like, you know what? I, what I do comes from who I am, <laughs> and I like I like my family, I like my friends, I, I I like other things, and and work is just a piece of what I do. It, it's not everything. So it's, how do you want to die now? Now that we're talking about it, uh, quietly, uh, pain free. Okay. Possible. It's got to be cookie dough for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, they, they keep warning like a, me that it's not indulgence. safe to eat, but I'm like. <laughs>
1: The eggs. They always get you with the eggs. Like, you can't eat them with the that's eggs. That's how I want to go. Yeah.
0: Smile on my face, <laughs> spoon in my hand, man. I'm going out. How did you find him?
1: <laughs> <laughs> one more oh, bite. <laughs> just one more bite.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you that's know, you just, everybody's got their thing, you know, getting caught in the gears of a combine. That's how I want to go. Okay. It's you know? yeah, quick. Sure. Why not? <laughs> That sounds See, like fun. John. That's a uh, it's an old reference to an old movie that nobody knows anymore. So that's perfect. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think one of the struggles with with that mentality that I've struggled with a lot of times is that it's such a um, it's an escalating thing, right? And that idea of whatever that is success or attention or adoration or value from other people it's a fence mm-hmm. post that keeps moving. And so even if you sort of achieve your goal of becoming whatever you thought would make you something, right then you hit it and you you need more it's never enough and you need you know it is you no. always move that fence post to the point where where it, it's it's like the opposite of how it should be whereas we define success when we get there um, as opposed to just sort of accepting that we're already there
2: yeah. yeah i i often talk about a value meter on a scale of one to ten. Ten is full and one is oh my gosh right and if it's it, if you're looking for your value externally in what you do like we talked about it's never enough and you're having to earn more all the time. So once you get that, then you want to hold on to it. So then you're protecting your stuff. You're, you're defending your value. You're justifying yourself. Uh, if you start looking at other people and thinking, Oh, well they're, they're worth more than I am. Then you might be inclined to, uh, to puff up and make your value look bigger than, than what you think it is. Or, or you cut ties. You're like, I'm not gonna, not gonna mess with that person. The, where was I going? You can edit this. So this
1: is—I don't edit anything actually. This Thanks, is all John. It goes right to the thing. <laughs> so you're talking like I, I kind of heard like the keeping up with the Joneses type thing there. Like you're like literally comparing yourself to other people. And say, hey, these people have a lot to offer. Why can't I offer? And if I can't offer enough, I've got this theory. Um, I've got this theory that we all secretly want everybody else around us to uh, to kind of
2: fail, and it would make us feel better as, as people. I mean. It, I think that's where we go when our value is tied to something outside of ourselves.
1: Yeah, we don't say it, but we kind of all... think it to some degree i mean yeah I, I would say not all of us but you know there's
0: at our worst moments, our worst moments these are yeah. where our heads go yeah. yeah we're like we're like some of us spend more time there than others yeah.
1: yeah i mean and i'll be honest like like i've had some pretty negative thoughts in the last year or two going through a divorce and everything i've had you know well what if that happened to this person what if they got cancer or what if this or what if that and like those are not healthy thoughts whatsoever. Like I, I, part of me wanted somebody to get sick just so I could take care of them. You know, like that's, that's wrong. That's well, I I I, said that Yeah, it happens.
0: Yeah.
2: I think when we go there, it's, it's because we're trying to to prove that we're worth something. And I mean, everybody wants to feel special. Everybody wants to feel significant and like they matter. And if you Come up against somebody, and you think, "Oh my gosh, they're they're more significant than me." Then it becomes this competition comparison thing, and we walk around with this judgment stick all the time. But when we find our value inside, we can drop the judgment stick. We can see ourselves as a ten. We can see other people as a ten. Then we can give. We can receive. We can be present where we are. There's no more. There's no more competition thing. I mean, it. it for me, it was a, a completely. Um, completely freeing it's like a baseball player that spends their whole life playing baseball and then they turn 42 <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait and, wait wait i'm older than 42. or 43 yeah. or 48 you, you can't be a professional right? baseball over. player it's john i hate to break it to you right
2: i mean once they hit that age barrier then if their value is totally tied to what they do in this case baseball then they die Or they are bound to the game. So they have to go into broadcasting or into the front office or into scouting or whatever. They can't leave it. But if they find their value internally, when they cross that that age barrier, then they've got the freedom to either stay or to go. But But they're not bound to some external source. I think, it's, I think it's incredibly freeing. And as we're talking about going into the new year, we're all going to face new challenges, new circumstances, things that we can't control. and And we will experience success as well. And I feel like when we stand on a foundation that says we are enough, that we are 10, that no matter what our behavior looks like, no matter what happens to us, our value does not change. It allows us the freedom to show up. And to make uh, make healthy choices. Sure. So those are fluffy thoughts you're
1: having. I know I like it a lot. they're are positive vibes and all that. But like, what do you just wake up every day and say? Hey, I'm worth it. Hey, I'm worth it. You look in the mirror. I'm a ten. I'm a ten. It's I an mean, SNL
2: moment. I'm good enough. <laughs> I'm smart enough. Yeah, yeah,
1: gosh gosh darn, darn it. People like me. <laughs> yeah, but like like you know, and I I like I like what you're saying. But like in reality, like we all wake up and take the same dump, you know, in the morning, and like you know, you you, you feel it hard, you know, you just like. It's, it's you
2: need more fiber. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with Thomas on that. Can we get you something? Fiber Not bar. physically hard. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I missed it. But,
1: but, you know, like, like, like. so do you wake up with a mentality, or where do, you, where do you actually find your value? You say within, but like, what does that mean? Like, what so, is, so where do you go for that?
2: For me, uh, my value comes from being created, on purpose, for a purpose. And, and I believe that I was created, I believe that you were created. And so that makes everybody... Uh, intrinsically valuable, always a 10. If you want to take my faith off the table and say, okay, well, uh, through a series of random circumstances over millions and millions of years, everything came together, these laws of physics came together, and everything is held together just right, the sun is over here, the earth is here, we're spinning, Then, and, and the laws of physics keep all of our molecules together, and one thing's slightly out of place, and poof, we just we just cease to exist. That's pretty miraculous and 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 worth something. Or if you take if you take uh, creation off the table, if you take evolution off the table and you just say okay, how do I want to live my life? If if my value is tied to uh, something external, then I'm constantly walking around with a judgment stick always. I can't put the judgment stick down because because I need to earn value. Or we stand on the the fact that we have intrinsic value, but we can drop the judgment stick, we can see everybody else is a 10, and then we can seek to serve, we can seek to help, we can seek to give. It, in in that case, it's a mindset thing. And I think uh, dropping the judgment stick is a much more healthy and sustainable model than the other one.
0: Now, yeah, for me, it so comes
2: from my belief, but it doesn't have to.
0: Yeah, so, and, and I think that, I know that I have similar beliefs of you, but sometimes I struggle, Jeff, with this idea of sort of knowing something in my head and then like how to get it from like my head to like what I feel. And so were there certain disciplines that you undertook after sort of this focus two hours you spent and you kind of had this new lens? How did you get it to drop from something that you maybe you always knew about your value to really feeling that? And how how do you drop the judgment stick?
2: Mental hygiene. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Hashtag wash your brain. Zig Ziglar once talked about washing your hands he'd he'd say you know you wash your hands do you need to wash them again the answer is yes yeah. yes <laughs> i don't know what
1: the i was waiting for it's it's cold out and my hands get really dry so right? was, you wash no your hands again
2: that. and and why it's because they got dirty It's the same thing with your teeth you know you brush your teeth once and you need to brush them again yes why cuz they got dirty same thing with your brain you know you clean your you clean your brain up you remind yourself of of truth and the reality of where your value comes from, and then you step out in the world and you get all those messages that say your, your life should look this way, you should own this stuff, you should be in these kinds of relationships, you should do this much with your with your job. And so we get, it's, it's like all this plaque buildup in, in our brain and it clouds the lens and we start looking at things different. So for me, it's not a one and done. I can't just stamp value on my forehead or, or anybody else's. For me, it's the constant reminder, the, the washing your brain every day, multiple times. Uh, I, I am most successful at this when I start my morning like that. When I, when I start with a solid foundation, reminding myself who I am, what my values are, what I'm all about, uh, and, then, and then go out into the day. Sometimes uh, for me it's best um I so I, I I work
1: in construction and I work a lot of times with going to like Home Depot and and different uh retail stores and for me, it's good for me to see or try to see value in every single person that I interact with and not treat them like an object. Hey, I just have to get in here, and I have to do my transaction, I have to get the heck out of here because I you're not important to me. I just need what you have to offer, and I'm getting out of here. And so I, I look at it, and maybe this is wrong, but I sometimes give more value to other people before I give value to myself sometimes, and that's the way I find value is in by giving value to other people. I'm not sure if that makes sense at all. That could be messed up or warped or something like that. That. But I think that's a good start for me. At least it is. Can you, can you talk more about that? Yeah, sure. Like uh, I want everybody else to feel like they they play an important part. And so like I was at Home Depot today, and and I make I go out of my way to talk to the people that I know there and that I like there, and I meet new people that are there, and I I spend extra time looking into their eyes, and and I talk to them about stuff about just ordinary life, not about my transaction and not about um, why I'm there, anything like that. I talk to them about just. How's your holidays going? What do you think about this part of Home Depot? Do you like, is it cold here for you? Is it warm here for you? Would you rather have a heater? I can talk to somebody about a heater. In fact, I can go in and pick one up in the back of the store and plug it in for you if you want. And so why do you do that? You know, I I, want to be known like you wanted to be known. And so the way that I want to be known is by giving value to other people. And I want to be that guy who just is kind and loving To those people right and like this could be an unhealthy thing i mean i know giving value to other people is not unhealthy but being known in that way
2: could be unhealthy i'm not sure so so for me uh i I like making other people laugh i like engaging with them on the entertainment side right but when i found my value uh externally in my performance uh, i think it kind of uh, distorted my my performance a little bit and so i would perform for for the laugh, for the applause, for the attention. But after I shifted my value, I still do that, but I feel like my my shows improved, became more authentic and more sincere and more uh more honest. And then I was I was freer to just relax and be in the moment versus trying to control everything from the stage. Sure. And so, you know, we're also talking about <laughs> when you look for your value in your performance, there was uh, there was this moment ten years ago where I was driving to do a, a show for Scouts. It was a really snowy day in in St. Louis. It was it was like six p.m. It's dark out. MoDOT saying don't don't drive on the street. Everybody stay off the highway, and everybody stood uh, stayed off the highway, except for me oh, because of course. I have to get to my show. They didn't cancel. It's over the over the river in Illinois, and um, I'm gonna make the show because my value comes from never canceling any performance for any reason. And so I leave my wife, I leave my kids at home, I go out on the highway, I'm the only one there. Thank goodness because my car starts doing donuts in the middle of the highway at 50 50 miles an hour, you know? And I'm risking I'm risking everything for for one one performance. And I and I'm not saying that it's important to show up, but my priorities had shifted. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we make a completely different uh, different decisions when we're looking to earn value versus now I would probably say i can't I can't make it and know that I'm still okay.
1: yeah, I struggle with this uh, honestly, in the last year my of my, uh, my uh, separation slash divorce, um I got a lot of requests from my uh, other side of the family, my wife's my ex-wife's <laughs> side of the family, and I would go and perform requests, you know, do work on houses or. Or various tasks and stuff like that, and I wanted to be there just to prove that I had something to offer still, right. and that I mean, and I like doing those things and helping people out, but doing them just because you want to be the guy to fill in the gap isn't necessarily the right reason to fill in the gap. You know, you have to do them because you no. love and because you because um, you really want what's best for the other people. So you know, and you have to protect yourself at the same time. But I struggle with that
2: thing you're talking about, and you know that I struggle right. with that. Well, and I think if you're if you're looking out to to 2020, right, and and we're talking about possibly finding our value in in our performance, or maybe it's finding our value in our circumstances, right? Uh, those kind of people usually give you a laundry list of what they've had to go through just to get to this point today. Like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, I I walked out the door, but it wasn't open, so I walked into the door, and then I'm bleeding, and then I had to take care of that, but there was no towels, and then I'm running late, and then I hit the stop sign, and then, then I didn't wait for the stop sign to change green, so I drove through the stop sign, and I hit a car, and and huh, now I'm here. and they And they give you this list because they want you to understand just how hard they're working to show up. I think I resonate with that because that used to be me. <laughs> <laughs> in a in a really really big way and it's just you know stuff is gonna happen but it doesn't it doesn't it, we, we don't have to let it define us but when we do then we start putting band-aids on it and maybe we maybe we numb out with addiction or maybe we numb out with work or maybe we numb out with food or maybe we numb out um, with movies or we just sit in our pain and say okay well this is we've got this fixed mindset this is just who I am and this is how it always be and I would love to challenge everybody listening to shift the mindset, to try standing on intrinsic value just for a little while. See what happens. I mean, I had to write a book about it. <laughs> for me and for other people, with fifty-two habits, so I could I could remind myself where my value it comes. Tell
1: us about your book. It's called Fifty Two. What is it called exactly? I'm sorry. Yeah, uh,
2: Blueprint for Value: Fifty Two Habits to Discover and Strengthen Your Personal Worth. On sale on Amazon. So it's
1: it's one <laughs> habit per week that you have to like. It's a discipline, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. You could do one habit a week. Uh, it's not written in chronological order, so you can come in at habit forty-two. You could go back to thirty-seven. You could jump ahead to fifty. One, like there, there's no wrong way to, to read it, but it's just 52 habits. Uh, some things you might know, some things you, you might have forgotten, some things might be new, but the idea is to find habits that work for you that can help keep your brain healthy so you can uh, engage your life.
1: That's a really uh, healthy way to look at it, honestly. That's a really good way to look at it. The Value is something that we all struggle with, obviously, and I think it's maybe even part of the American culture, us being... Uh, privileged.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think that our culture as a whole just... I think it, maybe all cultures do. It's just what we value in our culture is really unhealthy.
2: Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, when you get a compliment, what is it usually based on?
0: It's how you look, usually. I mean, that's... I,
2: how you look. What uh, you've done, yeah. Right, right. Your your successes or, oh my gosh, you came through that? That was so rough.
0: You're so amazing.
2: Yeah. Right? It's It's all based on external performance. So why would we not as a culture default to that. I mean it, it makes sense, but there's so much more freedom when we when we shift that to to internal value. Herb Kelleher of Southwest Airlines said the business of business is people. I mean people are behind everything. And so that's why I've shifted my career away from entertainment and into public speaking and into life coaching, because I want to help people stand on that value more so that they can show up and they can experience more personal freedom and professional success. You know, I do this thing that's kind of weird.
1: Um, like, I'll get a blessing given to me in life, um, and it's just it's out of the blue. It's random. Uh, my, my brother, Tom, here's a good example. My brother, Tom, uh, called me a couple months ago and said, hey, uh, would you like to come and hang out with me in Italy for... For a couple weeks, or for like for a couple for a week, and I said, "Yeah, I would love it." I was like, "When do we have to do it?" And he's like, "He's like, you can come in the next uh, couple days. You have to be able to leave right now." I said, "Well, what would that look like?" And he's like, "Well, you know, he's like, I got some points, and I've got some. I've got a car. I, he's like, I got it taken care of. it. you just have to show up." And like, it was an amazing blessing. It was a gift. It was an amazing gift. But you know what? I I couldn't just like take that gift just for what it's worth. Like I like when I came home. Uh, people would say, "Hey, it must be nice to be able to just go to Italy and just have a good time." It just must must be nice to be you. It must be a good life you have there. Yeah. And and so I would I would say, "Well, y- well you, you don't understand. Like it was a gift. I got the I got a ticket, and I I got free this and free that. I, I I didn't do anything. I just showed up. And 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 you know like I felt the need to like validate that thing." And, mm-hmm. like, I do that all the time, and I think that plays into my value as well. Like, I feel the need to, like, tell people, hey, I got a new pair of jeans, but don't worry. I got 30% off these things. And so then, it's okay. It, and, and, yeah, there's a little rip in the, in the little uh, seam here, and so I saved a little bit of money on that. Don't worry. I didn't pay full price for these things. Right. It's like we can't even treat ourselves nicely because we need that, like, validation from other people. You know, like, we need to let people know. Does that, count? Does that play into it's that at It's intense. All? Yeah.
2: Yeah, well I mean as a performer if I'm out on stage and you're smiling and clapping and laughing then then I'm then I'm I'm on a high because I'm like okay great I have value see but if you're out there and you've got your arms folded and you're not participating then immediately I go through my head oh my gosh I totally stink <laughs> and that person sees it uh I did a show at the at the zoo like 15 years ago it was in the winter again in february was a snowy day all these people came in the living world to watch the show um everybody comes in but this one woman sits down and she's got her arms folded and i thought okay get her that's (laughs) that's the one you have to get right and so i push and i push i probably push too hard um the show ends people clap people come up They say oh thanks so much for the show jeff that was great but that one woman never uncrossed her arms and i thought man she gets me she really sees me the rest of you i have no idea what show mm-hmm. you saw hmm. but she really got it and and then she came up to me afterwards in the hallway and i thought oh no <laughs> what <Well, laughs> what am i gonna do right guard up and i turn around and i'm like hi can i help you and in that moment she totally shocks my world and she says you know jeff i've been at home for the last six months i've been dealing with this terrible illness i've not been able to leave uh, I finally got cleared to go, and even though it was snowing, I saw you were here, and I wanted to come out and, and watch and have a good time. Thank you. And I thought, wait, what? Who who are you? It totally, I totally missed it. I, I, I misread her body language. I put assumptions on her. I made judgments about her, and I made judgments about myself uh, Seth Godin has this book called the Icarus deception. Uh, it's one of my favorite books. And in it, he talks about how we are the artist. We're not the art and the art being whatever you do, you know, and if you don't like my art today and I care what you think, I can just go make new art tomorrow. Uh, and he says that when we get criticism, say, say you get a hundred and uh, critiques on a show, if one is bad and 99 are good, you fixate on the one because the one most closely aligns with your personal view of yourself. And that's that's where I was for the longest time. All the negative feedback, I just swam in that. So I thought, yeah, this is me. These people, they, they really get it. But then when I shifted my focus off of the external and standing on internal value, I could get this feedback and if it was negative, I could stop that train. I could ask myself, okay, is there any validity to this feedback? And I could take it or I could leave it. Uh, I'd do better at that on some days (laughs) than others. But overall, that's trending up. The more I stand on my on my personal worth,
1: that's great. We're gonna take a break here really soon. First, before we take a break, we have two sponsors tonight. Um, I'm I'm gonna announce for the first time. And uh, sorry, I, I hated to make the segue so quickly after you got done with a really passionate speech there. But um, our first sponsor is a brand new sponsor, Thomas. Um, this is Sweet Inspirations Bakery, formerly known as Cupcake Amore. Same great taste, though, right? Same great taste, but they're focusing more on cakes and other delicious things. Cakes? Cakes, brownies, cookies. They have so many things they offer. It's amazing. Sweet Inspirations Bakery. How do you Uh, find them? Well, they're in O'Fallon, Missouri, of course, and they're going to have a website. You can Google them, of course, and all that. I want to write that down. What's the website? You know, I don't know the website because it's so fresh that I don't even have. Just their like their treats. It's just like it's their treats. so fresh. It's so fresh. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They're making the change in the new year, in 2020. And so it's it literally, you'll know in like three days, but now you won't know. I'm sorry. You have to hold on. It's, it's a, a teaser. And will our, it be in the notes? It will be in the notes next week, podcast. Also, our other uh, sponsorship is from... Mr. Cozy Tech himself. Jeff Cozy Tech, he is a coach. Who's that? That's you. Oh. And he's also a speaker, and he's also an entertainer at times, if you catch him at the right time. And uh, he's local in St. Louis, but also he travels all around the country and does speaking engagements, and he does... Um, what are your speeches that you do? You, value, of course, is one of them. And
2: Yeah, well, I talk about uh, how value plays out when the way we lead other people, the way we do teamwork, the way we communicate, uh, the way we use grit. Uh, if, you're, if you're looking for external value and you start using a lot of grit and effort, it can drive you in a really unhealthy uh, direction. But, you know, this, this changes everything. I also talk about peace before provision <laughs> and uh, generosity without expectations. Those are all uh, things that we need to hear from, and I'm sure they are
1: all really passionate for you. Anyways, we'll be right back from the break. We are back from break, and uh, you're listening to the Life After Bliss podcast. with is John and Thomas. And I, I didn't mention before, but we are on all platforms now. We're, we are on uh, well, Facebook, of course. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. Boom. We can be reached lifeafterbliss at gmail.com if you want to send us a message um where else are we at spotify we are on spotify of course all the, all the google podcasts and all the amazon all that uh, anywhere those podcasts were there and so uh, thanks for listening send us a message send us a like send us a review we'd love to hear from you and uh, jeff how do we in 2020 i know you've said a lot of things but how where do we go from there where, where like how do we start the year uh, You you know, just wrap it up and just say where do we start how do we how do we just like what's a little tease of
2: like value added right here here's how you get it you know, I, I would just say we need to start on a foundation, uh, remembering that we are not our mistakes, we are not our circumstances, we are not our successes, that you are more and all that comes from you, uh, that we have intrinsic value that cannot be lost, stolen, or increased. Uh, we need to remind ourselves of that every day by hashtag washing our brain, and we can do that uh, through self-reminders, through books, through uh, and through fellowship.
1: Awesome. That's I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, thanks for being a guest on the podcast today. We really appreciate you. And I, hopefully we can have you back another Thank time you. soon to talk about other things in 2020. I hope to have you back. Okay. Until
2: then I listen on Spotify.
1: Thanks, Perfect. Jets. Uh, we are on all major. We're on, we're on all the platforms. We're everywhere.
0: Every platform. We, we
1: can't be stopped. Yeah, we can't be stopped. And so uh, subscribe, hit, like send us a message on Facebook, send us some comments, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, we'll take
0: in anything too. If you have feedback in terms of like a topic, you're like, you know, what you guys should talk about. I've been getting
1: a lot of feedback from people. Have you? Yeah, a lot of people want to of do a co parenting
0: episode. Oh, that'd be
1: fun. Or uh, you know, just I have like four or five different topics people have thrown to me.
0: We'll get both of our exes on, and we'll just do a, a four person podcast. I feel like that would be great. I
1: pitched it again to my ex. I said, I said, I really want you to be part of the podcast, and she's like. I'm kinda don't believe in the podcast. I was like, but it believes in you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when you say you don't believe like 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 Santa Claus? Or? She didn't say she didn't believe. Okay. She, just, she said cease and
1: desist <laughs> again. So she's she's consistent. Um anyways, you guys have a good evening. We'll talk to you later.